This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Wow, great interview. And joining us now here on Cats and Cosby as we continue with Judge Richard Weinberg, also Ed Cox, and former New York Governor David Patterson. This is Rita Cosby. We have now General Keith Kellogg, former National Security Advisor to President Trump and also then Vice President Pence. Uh, General Kellogg, uh, that was blockbuster, what we were just hearing from Gordon Chang. But I want to start with the huge news that we're just hearing uh, that Zelensky... Uh, of course, the leader of Ukraine is going to be soon meeting with the head of China. What do you make of that? Yeah, Rita. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. I, that's going to go nowhere. I mean, he's doing that as pure courtesy. We're all agreeing with you, General. <laughs> I mean, you know what? This, if, if you believe that's going to go anywhere, I've got a great bridge in Brooklyn I'm going to sell you. Um, it's not going to happen because, I, you know, when you look at what they've said, it's basically most people will tell you, that the basic tone and the fundamental message of the policy is quite pro-Russian. I mean, there's a lot of things you're saying in there. You know, China's kind of trying to say, well, I'm going to help you out. I'm just wondering, Rita, a little bit on this. Is In the back of Putin's mind, is he kind of saying, well, you know, China, my good buddy, President Xi, can you go talk to him a little bit? And maybe, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that it's just not China driving this. It, it could show some weakness on the part of the Russians that they're getting a little bit beat up. Uh, but this thing's going nowhere, and and, and Zelensky's being a, a statesmanlike and saying he can't he can't just say no, Rita. I mean, if somebody comes in, I don't care if, if it, you know if it's Namibia, he's going to say yeah, I'll listen to any peace deal. Governor Patterson, you got a question, General? I have a slightly different opinion on this than Gordon Chang did, and I usually agree with a hundred percent of what he says, but. The, the Chinese, particularly President Xi, since 1998 have been talking about world communism, that they ev- eventually want the world to be like them, even more so than Russia has. And I thought the reason that they wanted to come in and be the peacemakers is that they could get everyone to drop their arms. They could continue their militarization and the other activities that they have taken to try to control countries and people and the whole process. Yeah, I, you know, it's a good, it's a good viewpoint, but I just think it's a, it's a non-star. Nobody's going to buy into it. Everybody sees right through this thing and they may want to say that. Uh, here's what I would say to that comment that you just made is that this really shows that the, of the two parties, when you look at the Russia China relationship, the weak sister is Russia. It's very clear to me. And the me one that's trying to drive it is, is China. And they're, they're the made the strategic adversary. That's the reason, by the way, what I've said all along. You know, that that defeating a strategic adversary like Russia is, in fact, our strategic best interest if the Ukrainians can do it, because then it allows us to pivot to China. Because the last 25 years, you know, Rita, when you look at what we've done, we focused in on them ever since 9-11. We focused in on the Middle East. We focused in Afghanistan. We couldn't make the major pivot. Then we get involved here in in the issue with Ukraine. And we still made the pivot out there. And all the time, China's laughing to beat the heck out of us in trade. And they're building up militarily, and we're just watching the thing go. And the, we've got to reach a point that 
you know, we need to treat China as an adversary and set it. They're not a competitor. You know, I think President Biden said they're a competitor. No, France is a competitor. You know, you know, China happens to be a strategic adversary, and we need to address that. General, it's uh, Ed Cox here. Uh, this is going to be decided uh, militarily on the ground. Now, the the uh, Russians are sacrificing huge numbers of troops for a few yards on the ground so they can declare a victory in, in Bakhmud. Uh, it hasn't happened. I think this is their offensive. Uh, everyone's waiting for offensive. It looks like this is the offensive. It's not really, really working. But then the, the issue is it's easy for them to be on the defensive. How effective will the tanks or the leopard, uh, Leopard tanks get there in time? And will they be uh, effective in a counteroffensive? And where do you, what do you think the result might be of that? Uh, you know, I, I, it's a great question. And what I think is happening is we're slow rolling the Ukrainians. Uh, and I think they will put on offensive. They, they, the Russians are eminently beatable right now because they're on their kind of back foot. But they've got to, we've got to give them all the equipment we can. Like, for example, you know, we're not even giving them the attack on this long-range missile that fits into the HIMAR systems, the MRS system, because, well, we don't want to attack Russia. Well, you're going to attack their supply lines. Where do you think they're at? Or what about you know, the F-16s? You know, what about the F-16s, well, General? Well, when they talk F-16s, I'd still wait. I'm still waiting for the MiG-29s to come from Poland, you know, which are, which are aircraft they're used to flying. And if they want to go give them aircraft, it still takes a few months for them to train up on the on the aircraft. You can take your best pilots, but you don't want to take your pilots out of the inventory now. But, but saying that, the Russians are eminently beatable in, if we can help them do it. Otherwise, here's the thing that concerns me, and this is Biden's fact that he has not declared an end state or how to get to an end state. He's talking about bumper stickers, which is as long as it takes is as much as it takes. And that's not a policy. But but if we don't do something in the near term, then what you've got is an endless war because this will drag on and on and on. And you and Ukrainians are not going to quit. You, when I was over in Ukraine, not one person, not a military or civilian leadership said they wanted U.S. troops. They want the equipment. But otherwise, we're going to go in from a, a maneuver war to one of attrition, which is going to be terrible for the Ukrainians. Yeah. Uh, and – uh, closing the circle quickly is if we give them the equipment that they've asked for, which happens to be the Bradleys, and happen, which we're going to give them, the Bradleys and the M1A tanks and the, the Kaladin howitzers, and then we train them in combined arms warfare, they could be unbeatable because the Russians are showing uh, – on they're now on their fifth commander in, in Jerasimov. They are showing they are just not capable of doing that. Well, and everybody, we are talking to General Keith Kellogg. He is the former National Security Advisor, I think one of the great military experts out there. We we love you, General. We're so thrilled to have you here. Of course, advisor to then-President Trump and also Vice President Pence. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you got a question. Yes, General, I wanted to ask you about this latest threat from Russia coming from Medvedev, who said that maybe Russia is now going to have to take a piece of Poland. What do you make of that? Well, I think it's if you if he wants to say that, fine. Then that we're down. We're into World War Three, because I would remind him. Okay, just just so you know, you know that Poland is part of NATO, and there is an Article Five, and an attack on one's attack on all. And if you want to do it, then then we will divide up Russia with the spoils, and we'll make them small provinces of Poland and Czech, you know, Czechoslovakia and Romania and everything else. It's a stupid comment. I mean, it's almost like did you really make that comment when you understand that? that an attack on Poland would be an attack on NATO itself. And, oh, by the way, one of the best fighting units I've seen in Europe in the last probably 10 years is Poland. 
they will fight and they will fight well and they've got the kit to fight well and uh, and right now if i was belarus i'd kind of say to myself well we don't want to go against poland right now either and so it's almost like you can't even you can't even get to you know defeat ukraine how are you going to defeat poland yeah absolutely uh, it's almost like you're it's almost like I'm, these guys ought to, ought to take a urinalysis or a drug test. I don't know what the <laughs> We love that. Hey, uh, General, you know, my father was a Polish resistance fighter, so so thank you for the compliment to the Polish fighters. Uh, General, before we let you go, we just have a, about a minute or so left. I want to ask you, you brought up a great comment I saw earlier today, and you basically said, uh, why doesn't Biden just pick up the phone and call Putin that he has been, let's talk about his leadership in this and how it sort of dragged it on or his lack thereof. Yeah, presidential leadership matters. It really does. And you saw that with even you can look with Ukrainians. And the reason Ukrainians are fighting so well is because Zelensky, early on, as a, as a president of this country, said, you know, I don't need to ride any ammunition. And they all said, OK, I can fight with this, with this guy. And the president said, we ought to pick up the phone and call him and say, look, this is and, and really kind of say to Putin, you're going to, you know, you, one way you're going to leave, you're going to leave Ukraine one way or the other. You're going to be forced out or you can negotiate your way out. I can help you do it. You know, President Trump, God bless him. He would talk to an ice cream vendor. He didn't care who he talked to. And I was on 18 different phone calls when he talked to Putin. I was there when he talked to uh, uh, Barber, who was the uh, then the chief negotiator for the Taliban. And he was blunt with these people. I mean, the, when he talked to Barber, as an example, with the Taliban, I thought it was being translated. I kept thinking to myself, how is this being translated? Because it was like, holy mackerel. And, and he said the same thing with, with Putin. And and if Biden doesn't pick up the phone, he's not showing leadership. You've got to do two the, the leaders, the two nation leaders of Russia and the United States, who control ninety percent of the nuclear weapons of the world. By God, they ought to be talking. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, General Keith Kellogg, you are so awesome. We are so thrilled to have you here, and you're just an incredible perspective. Thanks for joining us here on Cats and Cosby, General. Thanks, Rita. Thanks for having me.